right, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to another one of the Emancipation Projects podcast. This is episode five. And I'm titling this episode, What is God's Will for Our Lives? What is What does the Lord desire from his people? Why does he desire this? What is he desiring from us? And how does he desire this from us? So I'm going to start out by saying and explaining the will of the Lord, which we find in, um, I'm going to read a, a passage in the Old Testament, Leviticus 11:44, which says, um, it's the Lord speaking to Moses about the, the ordinances and the laws that the people shall follow after he has taken them out of the land of Egypt. <laughs> and he says, for I am the Lord, your God, you shall therefore sanctify yourselves and you shall be holy for I am holy. Neither, neither shall you defy yourselves with any manner of creeping thing that creepeth upon the, the earth. For I am the Lord that bringeth you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God, and you shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. So that this is the will of the Lord for our lives. This is what he wants from us, and he has a purpose behind it. It's not just, you know, because, oh, he's like, oh, this could be a good idea. No, it's because he knew that this was the best way that we have to be like him. We have to live as he lived because he knows the way way better than we do hebrews 12 14 is going to tell us um follow peace with all men and holiness with which out no man shall see the lord so we have to be holy to see the lord for he is holy um we need to live in holiness we need to abide in holiness no one's perfect of course but it needs to be a target it needs to be a goal of our heart that's the um, that is the will of god for our lives and that's the big picture of what the Lord wants from us, what he wants from his church, from his people is for us to be holy, <clears throat> which means to, to be set apart, to be pure and to be morally blameless. And why does he want that from us? Um, there's a variety of reasons. One of them is stated in first Peter um, two. I'm going to read from nine to 15. And this is the will of the Lord. For us, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So one of the reasons is to show forth the praises of him, to show his glory, to show how wise he is, to show how much he, he knows better than we are, his ways are way above ours, and one of the reasons to show forth the praises of him. Who had called us out of darkness into his marvelous light, the light of Jesus Christ, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy because it's the Gentiles, the, the non-Jewish people had not received the light, had not received God. But now because of Jesus it has been made available to them. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. Having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. So that's another reason right there that even if they speak evil of you, they say all these evil, bad things about you by your good works. They, they shall glorify our God that's in heaven because they we serve this God that that forces us he doesn't force us but by our love for him he it compels us to do these good work it compels us to share the compassion of christ it compels us to, to love people it compels us to care for people to be graceful and to grow in that 
you know, it's a continual process of growing in that. I'm sure that a believer that's been believing for many years, it's probably easier for them. And I wouldn't say all that, though, because it's, it's about it's about intimacy. So the more intimate you are with the Lord, the more you behold his face, the more you transform from glory to glory with him as you behold him. So that's one of the that's the second reason why is to show that the evildoers that your good works and they, they shall glorify God for your good works. Um, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sakes, whether it be the king or is the supreme and unto the governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God that with well-doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. That's the third reason we have we here is to put to silence the ignorance People who speak all sorts of evil, they don't know, they don't understand, they don't, they don't even know the will of God. They don't understand what God's trying to do. They don't understand that God's trying to create in us a new heart. They don't understand that we can be better, that we can do better. But because they choose to live in their ignorance, they choose to live in this darkened state that it's, so, it's to silence them. And doing so by being holy, separated unto the Lord and living in his will. We shall put to silence the ignorance of foolish men it's to make God unblasphemable. So people have no reason to curse our God for people to have no reason to, to hate our God. But they do it out of their own evil of their hearts for they for they have not received the light and they love the darkness. And Jesus talks about that. Um, another another reason. As we see in Colossians, um, Five, two, 20, and verses two to three. It's the why for this for this wisdom is that their hearts may be comforted, being knit together in love unto all the riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So when we live in this holiness, we show forth that we understand the treasures of the wisdom and the knowledge that are in Christ and of Christ. And he abides in us and we abide in him to show the world the wisdom of the father, to show forth the holiness of the father, how he is set apart. There's none else like him. There's there's none holier than him. He is the holiest. He is the most He's the most set apart. He's morally blameless. He is pure in every sense of the word. And when we abide in Christ, we show forth to the world that all the hidden treasures of the wisdom and knowledge of God that are in Christ because he is morally blameless. No one can blame God for their evil doings because he is holy. In James 3.17, this wisdom, talking about this wisdom, what is this wisdom of the Father? The wisdom that is from above is first pure then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated. It is full of mercy and good fruits. It's without partiality and without hypocrisy. This is the wisdom of the Lord. This is the holiness of the Lord. This is what makes the Lord holy. This is what makes his people holy. Without hypocrisy, without partiality, full of mercy and good fruits, of good deeds, of caring for people, of loving people, of, of treating people the way they, sh they the way we treat ourselves. This is to be holy and to be set apart. And in this generation, it's very hard to do that because we want to fit in. We want to be like everybody else. And sometimes culture teaches us that it's so cool to to be the bad guy. It's so cool to, you know, not care about other people, not worry about other people. But that's completely wrong. Yo. 
that's completely wrong. So the Lord knew people were going to be like this and to show forth his wisdom, his majesty, to show forth to the whole world that his ways are above ours. He goes out, he purges a people, a people that were not a people with his own blood and says, I'm going to put my holiness in you. I'm going to write my laws in your heart and in your mind. And you guys are going to live in them. You guys are going to be holy, set apart for me. This is the will of God. Why? To show forth to the people the wisdom of God, to show forth who is our God, who do we serve? By our good deeds, we should show forth who is our God. People should be able to see us and read the Bible. They should be able to see that our loving kindness, our gentleness, they should be able to see our long suffering. That even when they reject the gospel, we still try to tell them that Jesus loves them. We still care for them. We still talk to them. I'm not saying here that you have to be friends with this, with every sinner, that you have to love everybody. You should love everybody. Of course, it's necessary to set boundaries. Of course, you can't let people step all over you. There's a big difference from that. And I've learned that myself. People at work sometimes try to step all over me because they know I'm the nice Christian guy. I don't, I don't get angry. I don't get mean at people. I'm firm. If I feel like I'm being stepped over, I'm firm. I'm like, bro, I wouldn't do you like that. And I'm straight up because we're not called to be stepped over either. We just got to speak truth and love because I, even in with our friends, yo, what's more important to you, your friendship or your friend? Are you going to show forth the wisdom of God to your friend and show him that he's wrong and he needs to correct himself so he can be in the will of God? Or are you going to allow him to be outside of the wisdom of God, be outside of the will of God, which will eventually lead him to hell? So this is the will of God for us to be holy, to be set apart so people can see that in us, so we can show people that, to show people the path. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The wisdom of God is revealed in him. The holiness of God is revealed in Christ. The, he has set apart his son for our sake. And how do we how do we live in this holiness? How do how do we show forth this wisdom? In Ephesians 5, 15 through 20, God's gonna not God, but I think it was Apostle Paul that read this, inspired by the Holy Spirit. He's gonna tell us that see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Facts, they are evil. I seen this thing the other day of of this. I don't know what it was, a drag queen or what, something like that. Twerking on a little girl, yo. Like, are you serious? You, I think one of the biggest proofs of God is how evil the world is. Like, where where in a reasonable person's mind is that okay? Like, why do you got to sexualize children like that? It's very weird. Therefore, verse 17, wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord. This is a blessing. I love when this happens to me. Sometimes I just have this song in my heart and I start singing lyrics that I've never even sang before. I don't even know what I'm singing, but it's giving praise to the Lord Jesus. Verse 20, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is the will of God to give thanks and rejoice in the Lord always because the joy of the Lord is our strength. That is, that is another thing that's very important, that to be holy, to be set apart, we have to find joy in the Lord Jesus Christ alone. We can't find joy in the things of the world because that wouldn't be showing forth his wisdom. That would not be showing forth his holiness. He is holy. He is set apart. He, he is uncorruptible and he has called us to be holy for he is holy. He is holy. The angels in heaven don't sing love, love, grace, peace. They sing holy, 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 holy thou art, Lord, to receive praise, glory, and honor. 
and and Paul's gonna give us um he's gonna you know he's gonna beg with us he's gonna his heart is stirred up to say I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that are in Christ that's what he's saying by the mercies of God that are in Christ Jesus to those who abide in Christ Jesus these are the mercies of God revealed to you that you present in your bodies a living sacrifice we have to be alive. We have to be willing to do things for God. We have to be willing. We have to be willing to move. To if He says for us to preach the gospel to someone, if He says for us to give our food to someone, if He says to to live in a way that might hurt us emotionally, it might be hard for us to you know set apart what we want to live for God. He's saying this is what we have to do. This is how we have to present our body before the Lord, a living sacrifice, willing to do things, not dead, faith without works is dead that's what james tells us holy once again that is the will of god that it be holy be and that is acceptable unto god which is your reasonable service this isn't your exceeding service this isn't the best most best service you could offer this is your reasonable service this is what the god of, of the bible expects of you this is what jesus christ expects from his church which is our reasonable service and be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of god going back to it it all comes back to the will of god which is for us to be holy for he is holy that we may prove what's to what extent that we may prove what is the good what is the acceptable and perfect will of God, which is us to abide in his son and for his son to abide in us. That's why the mysteries of, of the wisdom of God are revealed through Christ, because it's all about Christ. It's in Christ. We have to abide in Christ. Christ is the rock. He is the truth. He is the way. He is the life. Nobody comes to the father, but through the son. No one can say they know the father if they still hate their brother. No man can say that they love the truth if they do not live in the truth period period and, and then hebrews 10 you know this is going to be my conclusion and i'm going to read all of it verse 26 is talking about um sin and you know for weeks since we are holy we are set apart this is the will of god for our lives we're going to receive this um exhortation for if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fury and indignation which shall devour the adversaries he that despised moses's law died without mercy under two or three witnesses of how much sure punishment suppose ye shall be thought worthy who has trodden underfoot they have stepped over they have stomped on the foot underfoot the son of god who had counted the blood of the covenant wherein he was sanctified we are sanctified by the blood of jesus only only an unholy thing so we're considering the blood of jesus unholy because we do not allow it to change us to set us apart and hath done despite unto the spirit of grace O lord have mercy for we know him that hath said vengeance belongeth unto me i will recompense saith the lord and again the lord shall judge his people because the Lord expects us to be holy, for he is holy, so he shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. But call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated, after the love of Jesus came into your heart, after you saw Jesus, after you understood who Jesus was, after we endured a great fight of afflictions, partly whilst you were made a gazing stock by, both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly whilst you became companions of them that were so used. For you have compassion of me and my bonds, and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods. 
knowing in yourselves that you have in heaven a better and enduring substance. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of, of reward. The confidence is in Christ Jesus. That's our confidence that we are in Christ, that we abide in Christ, and that we have a great recompense of reward for abiding in Christ, for living in the will of God. For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God to be holy, to be set apart, for that is the will of God, you might receive the promise. Do you guys hear that? Ye might receive the promise if we remain in the will of God. We have to be in the will of God to receive the promise of the great recompense and reward. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Jesus Christ shall come and descend from heavens with a with shout and the voice of our archangels shall raise the dead that are in Christ and the, the alive that are, uh, remain shall be raised imperishable to live with the Lord in glory. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we... We, us, you guys who are listening, me, we are not of them who draw back into perdition, but of them that believe. We have to believe to the saving of the soul. If our belief doesn't lead to the saving of our soul, if our belief does not lead us to being in Christ, to abiding in Christ, because that's the only way our souls are saved. But we are not of them, but we believe unto the saving of of our soul because we believe that Christ died he rose he resurrected we have to abide in him we have to take our cross we believe his words that said that we have to that we have to follow him we have to leave behind if we lose everything we shall gain everything for his sake we believe that we shall live the gospel we live the gospel we preach the gospel so i ask in the name of jesus christ be blessed be encouraged for we are not of them who draw back into perdition no matter where you are right now the lord is extending out his grace to you he wants to help you wants to heal you wants to give you the strength to continue forward if you're in sin right now repent for the lord is rich in mercy I read verse 26, if we sin willfully after we receive the knowledge of truth, there remain no more sacrifice of sin. So we cannot keep sinning willfully. But I know one thing, the Lord is gracious. He is merciful. He is rich as mercies. His mercies renew themselves daily. The Lord, the Lord is asking us today to tear our hearts and not our clothes. Tear our hearts before his throne room of grace because the Lord is graceful to heal our backsliding, to give us once again the strength we had in the beginning, to bring us back to the first love, to seek the holiness, to seek the truth, for that is the power of God. The power of God is revealed through his holiness. The power of God is revealed through a through a son, through Jesus Christ, who was holy, who was set apart, and has called us to live in that same light. That is in Christ Jesus, that the wisdom, the glory of the Father may be manifest in his church who abides in Christ Jesus, which is the wisdom of God. Whew. Be blessed, be encouraged in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening. Um, please, guys, share, you know, like, um, subscribe to the channel. I mean, this isn't on YouTube, but I know on Spotify you can follow me. So please do in the name of Jesus. Share it with your friends. If this blessed you, if this encourages you, if this spoke to your heart, if you felt the Holy Spirit stirring you, I, I'm not doing this in vain. I know someone out there is getting the message. And in the name of Jesus Christ, it's going to have its impact because the word of God does not come back empty, but goes out to fulfill its purpose for which it was called in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.